Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie on, a, again, a Saturday morning. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. You know what this this show is all about. It's always about food. And I am here to tell you some stuff about new places. And actually, not even really new places. Because last week, you know, it was all about... Uh, introducing you all to not even introducing you but telling you about an event that I was going to which was the Minnesota Food and Wine um, experience at Target Field and uh, that was held last weekend uh, Saturday and Sunday and I had a special guest last week with me which was my sister um She was in from California and it was her first time being at that type of experience. She was an exhibitor because of her art, but she had the opportunity to also have many of the different types of foods that were available. And I tell you, um, if you've never gone to this experience uh, again, it's something that I know personally that I had to save up for, (laughs) but I know that it, it was coming. So it was something that. You know, after the previous year, again, saving a little bit of money on and on. Anyway, enough about that. Yes, you had to save to go. I had to save to go to the experience and whatnot. Um, But I had my own reasonings. I wanted to experience the different types of foods that were going to be at each of the vendors. And truly, they none of them disappointed. Um. I had opportunity to get recipes and, you know, taste certain things from certain restaurants that normally I probably wouldn't have gone to. Uh, but just to give you know, an idea, I mean, there's a, <laughs> I'm looking through, I'm looking for a particular recipe or whatever um, that I got had gotten from uh, a vendor. Um, it was one, it was the Minnesota uh, Beef Council. Um, and you know, they were giving away, (laughs) it's always free giveaways. I love free giveaways. They were giving away uh, a cutting board, a flexible cutting board. I'm sorry. I know I, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, (laughs) for a little, for free stuff, (laughs) but it was, they had some, uh, grilled, it was like flank steak and it was perfect. Um, because it was tender, it was on, it was on a stick. <laughs> it was almost, we, it was like you were having street food really. Um, but a little bit more <laughs> upscale, I suppose, to a certain degree. Um, you know, the coordinator and I, I would say the event planner, uh, and her, their assistant, we were having a conversation with them and, you know, I, my sister, it was really all about my sister, but my sister, of course, was help plugging me in the show and whatnot. But, you know, the coordinator was saying, oh, the unbougie foodie. Oh, well, so this weekend you're going to be bougie. I was like, no, don't say that because that's, yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to be bougie. <laughs> anyway, the experience, it was really, really great. Um Gosh, so like I said, so many different things that uh, Minnesota Beef Council, um, Ocean Air, uh, Pimento Jamaican Kitchen was there. 
uh, gosh, I could go on and on. There were tons of Psycho Susie's. Um, there was a place called, oh gosh, there was a place called um, Joe's Sauces, Joe's Sauces, like sauce that you pour on a particular dish. Um, and they, I picked up two of their, well, at least I thought, two of their favorites. Uh, you could find them at joessauces.com uh, or follow them uh, at joessauces. Uh, they have a garlic sauce, garlic, oh gosh, garlic sauce. And then they have a savory sauce. The garlic sauce is, uh, it's just a blend of canola oil, garlic, uh, fresh lemon juice, and salt. Um, it's gluten-free, uh, no trans fat. No GMOs, lactose-free, uh, and it doesn't have any eggs in it as well. So it's egg-free, lactose, wheat, and egg-free. Uh, the Joe's Savory uh, sauce, uh, it was a mixture of sweet well, sweet red peppers, uh, walnuts, uh, and then just spices and breadcrumbs. Again, um, it's vegan-friendly, uh, no trans fat, uh, lactose, and uh, egg and egg-free so these were it was that's just an example of one of the vendors that was there um and you know it gave you a few different um suggestions that you can use for either one of those while we were there they had uh pretzels uh, for each one of these sauces i really enjoyed the savory sauce that savory sauce is the one where it has those sweet red peppers and the walnuts uh, delicious so if you could find it anywhere um yeah you can you could definitely go on their website www.joessauces.com uh, for more ideas and as well as recipes um but i i think i was hooked from the time that they offered the sample um and that joe savory yeah man that was so so good um, you could use it, you know, as a dip or as a spread. Um, you could use it for a sauce for any type of appetizers or entrees. Um, it, we had it on crackers and the day after the event was over, or the day that the event was over, which was Sunday. My sister and I, we kind of had a relaxing day, or <laughs> I shouldn't even say a day. We had a relaxing couple of hours, um, and that was the one that I opened up was that Joe's savory sauce. Uh, we had it on some crackers, and I put together a little charcuterie kind of presentation, sort of with strawberries and crackers, and oh, some wonderful uh, uh, was it fog in Greek? I think it was called for no for in Greek uh, gouda, uh, and it's a mild gouda with uh, with with uh wall i think it was walnuts if i were if i'm not mistaken but it had that wonderful nutty flavor so that along with uh, the joe's savory sauce and some crackers uh it was just a, a, a awesome end to a wonderful day um it was a it was a busy week a weekend i should say um but it was it was Dang it, it was just, it was so much to see and to taste. Um, yes, true enough, it is called the food and wine, 
But more specifically, you know, we I was there for the food. <laughs> I mean, the wine is good too, but you know, this is a food show. So I wanted to tell you all about all the different types of foods and so forth that were there. Um there we gosh, Citizen Supper Club. Uh Citizen Supper Club, they had a ceviche that was amazing. Um gosh, I, I hate to pit two places. <laughs> against one another but citizen supper club they are located in the intercontinental um so the saint paul riverfront area uh if you want to check out their website for uh you know their menu and things that they offer you could go to citizen and they're located at 11 kellogg boulevard east in saint paul minnesota uh 55101 um, but going back to, they had a ceviche that was delicious. Um, gosh, uh, man, it, it, it's that it was, it was very good. It was very good, but they also had another dish, which I think was even more of a star more than anything. <laughs> it was the smoked salmon well, excuse me, deviled egg with smoked salmon. And you would think, okay, it's just it's just deviled egg, but the smoked salmon really set it off. It was, uh, a, I, I'm not sure if it was Alaskan salmon or uh, it sure tasted like one. Um, but gosh, it was, the fish was so fresh. Uh, and <laughs> I have a friend that's kind of a connoisseur when it comes down to you know, deviled eggs. Um, he felt that the eggs were on the outside were overcooked a little bit, but everything else was delicious. <laughs> so shout out to Jim. Jim, yeah, maybe that may be the case because yes, we know that you are the king of deviled eggs. <laughs> Your deviled eggs are bomb. So just saying, you would actually know. For me though for me though, these were awesome. Uh I love that Whole, the whole texture, uh, of course, the you know texture, the mixture of uh, the egg yolk and uh, the different ingredients that are used to actually make the the center of the actual deviled eggs, um, but then to have that smooth uh, texture added, the additional smooth texture of the salmon when it's uh, placed on top, uh, and when you're taking that first bite of well. Okay, it's 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 one, it's a half, it's a deviled egg. So it's cut in half. So, you know, it's small enough. You could put the whole thing in your mouth. Sorry. You have, when you have other things around you that you want to taste, other cheeses and meats and so forth, hey, you know, who has time to truly savor every little morsel? <laughs> I know that seems kind of bad, but true enough, it was... It was one that you want to just kind of like take that first bite and get accustomed and adjusted to how many different flavors that you have in your mouth right now. And then take that second one to really enjoy uh, the <laughs> this is going to be funny. The marriage of flavors <laughs> of the salmon and the egg. And the, uh, yeah, it was just it was delicious. So Citizen Supper Club. Uh, in uh, in the Intercontinental, uh, St. Paul Riverfront, and you know, 
it's interesting that they you get all these different types of coupons and so forth while you were there so there's one for $15 off for your lunch and then another $20 off so hey you never know uh, it has to be used before March 31st if anyone is interested in those and would like to go down to Citizen Supper Club you know feel free to leave a message on my Facebook page and I'll make sure to mail it out to you or you could always email me at the Ambougie foodie and say hey Citizen Supper Club <laughs> I want those coupons yeah you know $20 off on dinner why not take advantage of that you know it comes you know one together so whoever contacts me first or put that information on on my Facebook page or tweets me or you know you could tweet me at unbougie foodie or again email the unbougie foodie at gmail.com or leave a message on the Facebook page at the unbougie foodie I'll make sure to mail it out to you you won't be disappointed and you know the executive chef you know as he was handing out um Probably met the manager of the hotel actually, because the chef was really the one that was handing out the actual deviled eggs. I think the manager, as he was handing these out, uh, he was just really excited to have people at their booth. So, you might get a chance to say, "Hey, someone from the Ambuji Foodie came to your station and talked all about your deviled eggs with the smoked salmon." Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Make sure you go out and visit them. <laughs> Gosh, there was... Oh, where's this other one? Ah, okay, so... Ocean Air had a ceviche. And they had a ceviche, and they also had... I think it was a, some type of... I think it was a, a tomato bisque possibly but they had like nice soft ciabatta bread that was dipped in a sauce i did not get a chance to find out what that sauce was because things at the food and wine go so quickly but their ceviche though i mean that was one of the things that we i stood at we stood at the table and the three of us my friends diane and jim uh, and we savored that really truly savored that that ceviche and it is not, from what I understand, it is not something that is on their menu. However, the general manager, shout out to the general manager, uh, Alexandria Gabrielson, um, they are willing to actually create that ceviche dish. Uh, as long as you contact them 24 hours in advance, they will make that for you. That's that's actually some some service when you think about it, too, because really... Now, you are at the food and wine and you think, okay, here restaurant is just providing you maybe something that may be on their menu or they've created a dish that is specific to the food and wine, which that's what happened with the Ocean Air in this case. And it's not something that's on their menu, but they are willing to actually create this for you. So, okay, mind you, all of these places probably, okay, not all of them, some of these places will be a little bit a pretty penny <laughs> really shiny pretty penny um because we know ocean air can be it's a, a bit pricey you could leave it for a special occasion but 
the fact that they, you know, gave you their business card and information to the general manager, if you're, if you are so inclined, you certainly have the opportunity to make some type of arrangement so that, you know, you could get that ceviche because it was just, it was phenomenal. It really, really was. Again, there's another, there's another vendor that was there. I think everyone, they were both saying, oh, this person thinks that theirs is best, but ours is better. Um, and I'll get to that, <laughs> that vendor or that uh, restaurant in just a moment. But Ocean Air, I, I, I think you pulled ahead of this other <laughs> restaurant. I'm just saying. But again, the Ocean Air, um, and if you're not familiar with where the Ocean Air is located, Ocean Air Seafood Room. I've got to go there one day. 50 South 6th Street, that's Suite 100, that's Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55402. Uh, again, 50 South 6th Street, uh, that's Suite 100. And they, I won't say recently moved, but this new place that they've uh, moved to, which I think it's probably been a year or more, um, it looks spectacular. I mean, you go on the, uh, you driving down the street on the outside and you see this blue and white neon sign beautiful neon sign uh and it just draws you in it just it really does but when you get in there i'm telling you the food is so amazing many many years ago a friend came from san diego um as he was doing some business and it just so happened that um it really was many years ago at least what four probably or more and just as a thank you, because I was help you know directing him. Hey, let's go down this way if you wanted to you know, have a cocktail or so forth. He took me to dinner. Uh, he and a, another, uh, I believe it may have been at this time. At this time, just a a business associate. But uh, we went to the Ocean Air. Such a wonderful, the atmosphere, the service, and we got in there a half an hour before they closed. And we just walked in just to say, you know, let's look at this place or whatever. I've never been here. And the manager was like, oh, it's no problem. Come in. You know, we'll we're going to be we'll make sure, you know, the clo- we'll close off of the other sections and so forth and everything. Anything that you want to order, we are willing to make it for you. They were just an awesome bunch of people. The chefs, everything was fresh and taste tasty. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at that place, although I can never afford it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I'm too, I can't. It was just, it was too much. Okay, so with all of the the food, I mean, of course, as you know, it's it's not just meats and so forth that you're going to be having. You're going to be having cheeses and Oh gosh, so many different uh, types of meat and food and and just everything that they were that they had available. Um, it, it was amazing stuff. I I can't. I don't even know where to begin at times because there's so many different things I want to touch on. Um, but there's this one interesting topic uh, where you have different types of. People are wondering, okay, for beef, 
uh, well, what type of wine would you actually pair with it? Uh, and that's why the Minnesota Beef Council, I was so it was so cool to go by them. Um, they were a fun bunch of guys uh, or I think, yeah, they were a fun bunch of guys that were there um, serving different cuts of meat. Um, you know, of course, I went over there to get my my cutting board. Um, but they, you know, they gave out really great information on the different types of cuts of meat. And because it's the food and wine, um, wine pairings. So, you know, if you're ever wondering about, you know, beef and wine pairings, um, you could certainly go to the Minnesota, excuse me, Minnesota Beef Council uh, and at their website at www.mnbeef.org. So that's minnesotabeef.org. Um, and they're, again, a Minis- they're Minnesota-based um, uh, beef farmers and ranchers. Um, you know, they're giving us nutritious, you know, ideas and recipes, uh, you know, on how to prepare beef. And that's just not just within Minnesota, but, you know, worldwide, nationwide, actually, I'll, I'll say. Um, but to give you an example of, for instance, like some uh, cuts of beef and maybe what to actually pe- pair them with um, a flank steak. Flank steak can be uh, inexpensive, so and it can be used in so many different ways. But if you were planning to have a, a sip of wine, um, you know, to help with your digestion or just to add some, enhance the flavor of the dish that you're having, um, they're suggesting a, a medium red, a medium red wine. So I am more in tune with having a Merlot uh, or uh, maybe a Zinfandel. Um, but they suggest also what um, a Cabernet a Franc or I can't pronounce this one. <laughs> Seven years, probably. I think that's probably correct. <laughs> Someone's going to have to correct me on that. I am not French. I am not French. Uh, I cannot pronounce French, French words very well. If it were a Latin word, maybe. <laughs> Another, uh, a strip steak. Uh, a full um, a full red is what they suggest as what to have as a pairing. And that will, you know, some might uh, are familiar with these with maybe a Shiraz uh, a petit Shiraz, um, maybe a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, or uh, a Malbec. Um, here's another one: a ribeye, uh, ribeye, or even a tenderloin. Those ones that I mentioned before are also good with that. Um, and then you might even say, "Okay, well, I have maybe a glass. I'm going to have a glass of wine um, at home. Uh, what type of meal should I prepare?" Well, let's just say that you have a Riesling or maybe a Moscato at home. You could do maybe a stir fry or some type of Thai uh, beef salad. Um, if you have maybe um, a Pinot Grigio or Pinot Gris, you could do maybe a steak salad, um, a pot roast. Many times, uh, the easiest thing to do sometimes is maybe doing a pot roast. You could do um, any one of those medium reds that we talked about, which is maybe a Merlot. Um, but then 
you just want to have something very simple. Hey, I want to have a grilled steak, maybe with some asparagus, um, you know, drizzle with some olive oil and some peppers, whatever. A full red uh, wine would be a great pairing for that. And that, again, would be the Cabernet Sauvignon, the um, uh, the Petit Chiraz, or uh, just a standard Chiraz. Um, there are so many different, uh, again, other different um, pairings that you could have with them. Um, look in the minnesotabeef.org uh, website. And that Beef Council, they're very, very knowledgeable um, considering that when you went, I just tell you, when you stepped up to the um, to the station that they were at, they were giving you suggestions anyway of the different types of beef that were available or excuse me, the different types of wines that you could actually pair this particular meat wish meat with. So that again, I'm I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them either. Gosh, they were a great bunch of guys uh, and very knowledgeable about you know their suggestions. Um, like I said, aside from having meat and even wine, what better place to have other snacks such as cheese <laughs> and uh candy <laughs> yeah i say candy because they had sweets all over the place it was too much it was it was awesome though it was so good but i'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about cheese there was one particular place that i had gone we had gone to my sister and i stopped off at if you would um the wood burton Dairy burton burnett dairy <laughs> cooperative um farmer owned since 1896 and they are in, gosh, where they are located where? Oh, in Grant, Grantsburg, Wisconsin. They offered uh, a variety of cheeses uh, on that day. And I think the one that we picked up was the actual, was the Gouda. And I will have to stand corrected if. That is the one that I remember. And it was so. If you've never had Gouda before, you have to understand that true enough that there are different types of Goudas. And that's with any cheese, whether it be, you know, Colby, um, a mixture of Colby and cheddar um, or mozzarella and Colby. Swiss, it just their cheese is galore. And then, of course, being in the Midwest, I have never had cheese curds when I first came here or when I came. So to hear people talk about, oh, cheese curds, cheese curds. And it's not a really it's not a great cheese curd if it doesn't squeak. <laughs> so that was one of their, I guess, taglines <laughs> or just conversational topics that you know you want to hear that squeak <laughs> in the in the cheese curd um so that you know that it's fresh um and just burnett uh dairy the cheese was phenomenal it was you know they have a a wide variety they have mozzarella um provolone cheddar um a Monterey Jack and 
I suppose the way that they cut them up and served them and made it available. I know you're probably thinking, okay, well, how can you really serve up or go wrong with serving up cheese a certain kind of way? Well, you you can if you're just kind of like, eh, here's some you know slices of cheese or pieces of cheese and leave it at that. There are other things, especially if you're they are being creative with the types of cheeses, uh, whether it be um, you know a pepper jack cheese or maybe a, a garlic uh, flavor or maybe some spices or a pepper. Um, I forgot what they called it, but uh, there was a cheese with some type of uh, pepper. Uh, like uh, cracked black pepper um, that was, I suppose, used as a garnish. Delicious. Um, I tasted, what was the name of that cheese? It was a, I can't remember. The, it was a, a certain type of blue cheese, but it was, it was a, and I don't really care for blue cheese just by itself. It would have to either be in a salad, uh, maybe mixed in with some type of cream, but this blue cheese was just, it was amazing. And again, anytime I go to an event like this, uh, or maybe go over to a friend's house and they're having a charcuterie, um, the first thing I'm thinking is, what can I do with this type of cheese or this type of garnish or item <laughs> that's on the uh, chartreuserie plate, and that's charcuterie. <laughs> Not chartreuserie, charcuterie. So, Burn Burnett Dairy. Thank you all for being there at the Minnesota Food and Wine. A big or huge, and you know, high V, of course, has been. I suppose you want to say a superstar now here in Minnesota or around Minneapolis and neighborhoods nearby. And I, I, I just, I, you have to understand that Hy-Vee, I, I think of Hy-Vee just as a grocery store only because I have not had the opportunity to really go there as often. I remember when they opened one in Oakdale. Um, some friends and I went there and I admittedly, totally, uh, I was taken aback by the, it was not just because it was a new store, but the options that they offered, uh, for high V, I, I was really impressed and, you know, the prices were, I think the prices were great, um, but the fact that they were at the food and wine and offering so it's almost like an entire side or um portion of the concourse at Target Field was almost dedicated to, you know, for high V and they offered so many different things. Um right? They had desserts that were how would you put them? They were small mini gourmet cupcakes. Um, they red velvet, um, and the other two, I think one was, um, it was more unique. I think it was a Reese's peanut butter, uh, cupcake. And then just another, that was a chocolate, um, 
just a standard chocolate uh, cupcake with you know chocolate cream and how could you not how could you go wrong with having a dessert from uh, from High V? <laughs> if you've never been to High V, people, you 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 really got to just take a take a chance to go out there. <laughs> I mean, they have they're they're open in so many different places right now. Um, there's they're open in New Hope. I mentioned Oakdale. Um, they're in Lakeville, Brooklyn Park, Egan, and Savage. Um, they're actually going to be opening two others really soon. One in Cottage Grove and Shakopee. Um, but you, if you want to follow them or find out more information about where they're going to be, or sometimes they even have little events within themselves for their stores, um, check them out at highv.com. And that's H-Y-V-E-E.com. Uh, you know, you follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But they had they were offering charcuterie. They were... You know, giving suggestions on pairing meats and cheeses. Uh, just they were having a demonstration on how to create a charcuterie board. Um, what can you place on it? And weeks ago, if you recall, I had a friend by the name of uh, Brad Betzger online or on online <laughs> on the show. And he talked about, um, you know, creating a great charcuterie plate. Or presentation um, here they you know at Hy-Vee they at times will give you like class instructions if you would on creating certain items in this case charcuterie uh, I know that Oakdale they offer you know a cooking class or they have a specific area that offers a cooking class so you know definitely check them out um, because their food that they were offering um, was yeah was really phenomenal i I use phenomenal a lot don't i dang (laughs) i'm sorry um food is it can be phenomenal for me i don't know (laughs) i'll find a different word (laughs) but i i it was it was great the the food the offerings that they had uh for the food and wine um, was one not to be missed. And yes, I know you may have missed it, but I'm just saying for those that were there, they know you needed to go by High V uh, and experience that. You know, have something from High V uh, and know that. Gosh, this is some really high quality stuff. It was really great. The Minnesota Pork Board was there as well. And I have a funny story about them, Uh, not even about them. It was just about the experience that um, we had while we were there. Um, I think it was their their meat, the cuts of meat that they were offering um, was just, it, it was, it was, they were large pieces of meat. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, what have you guys run out? I mean, apparently they had enough, definitely had enough, but going by their station, they gave you like three or four uh, recipe, little recipe booklets, which I thought was really helpful because, you know, as much as I love pork, (laughs) sorry, uh, 
all these different I- ideas that that they've given and here I'm gonna I'm just gonna read you one of them uh, a Cuban pork tenderloin with rice and black bean salad we won't go through the whole entire thing but just the ingredients uh, to create that Cuban pork tenderloin um, it's a pound and a half of pork tenderloin trimmed and then one quarter cup of orange juice and I'd say with the orange juice they have it fresh so most likely you know get some actual oranges and same thing with grape juice or grapefruit juice um i'll go down the list but yeah those two juices those citruses um they they have to be fresh um no concentrate nothing from the nothing from a container um two so that's one quarter cup of orange juice one quarter cup of grapefruit juice uh two uh, tablespoons of cilantro chopped love cilantro uh, one teaspoon of cumin, one teaspoon of dried oregano, uh, two cloves of garlic finely chopped. And if you're not familiar with how to chop a, or how to, you know, get to a, a, a garlic clove effectively and easily, <laughs> there are videos online. <laughs> or you can send me an email and I'll help you out. <laughs> Uh, and then a half a teaspoon of kosher salt, a uh, half a teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Um, the red ri- uh, rice and bean, uh, rice and black bean salad. Um, I could have these probably placed on the uh, website if you are really interested. The pork, though, is what I'm really um, getting to. But I wanted to just give the recipe portion of the pork. But if you're interested in the rice and bean black rice and black bean salad um i'll make it available online uh you know through uh, facebook on the Ambuji foodie page um in the notes section so definitely look out for that um for the tenderloin you want to use a knife and trim off uh, any additional skin from off of the tenderloin uh, and then you're going to mix the grape juice the orange juice cilantro the cumin the oregano the garlic I didn't mention oregano. Maybe. Yes, I did. Um, The salt and um, hot pepper in uh, a Ziploc bag. Then you're going to add the pork and close it and then refrigerate refrigerate that for about 30 minutes. So basically you are marinating that pork with all of those um, those those ingredients that we just talked about. You know, the orange juice, cilantro, cumin, dry oregano, so on and so forth. And you're going to do that. You want to do it for at least 30 minutes, but up to four hours. I would suggest at least two hours so that you know that you are going to get all the full flavor. If you really want a more intense flavor, then you want to add you want to keep that uh, marinating for the full four hours, as they suggested. Um, And then, you know, with 30 minutes, if you really don't want it that much, but you just want to kind of have a hint of the all of those flavors, then, you know, again, as they suggested, at least 30 minutes up to four hours. Um, you then want to, for the grilling of the pork tenderloin, you want to definitely make sure if you're doing outside outdoor grilling, you want to do it on medium, um, to hot grilling. Um, uh, we, I don't think it's time. Well, I think a lot of people, they, most folks might be at this point starting to grill because it's at a temperature, uh, where it's not severely cold 
and then too you're not really standing outside you could leave it out there for a few minutes and then come back in so if you are doing outdoor grilling you know medium to hot heat um, gas grill is great you, know, you want to preheat that to uh, to high and then adjust the temperature to about 400 degrees um, you know, if you're doing any type of charcoal grilling, you need to let that burn or let your charcoals burn until um, the coals are covered with white ash. Um, so you don't want to just put it on there and then uh, put uh, um, heat the coals and then put the, the meat on there. You need to have that uh, that fire built up and, and have those coals really, really hot. Um, and then when you do have them that white ash over the coals then you want to spread out the coals and then let it burn for about 15 to 20 minutes um, you want to oil uh, your whatever grate that you're using and then remove the pork from the marinade um, make sure that it's you don't really have to dry it totally but at least drain it so that it's not dripping overly much into either the coals or through the grill and so forth um, and don't try not to scrape off any of the sauce because that adds the flavor. Um, and then you want to place it back on the grill. You want to cover it. Uh, and when you're cooking it, you want to turn it occasionally. Um, I think the for the center uh, pork, uh, you want to cook that until the center of the pork itself reads about 145 yeah, 145 degrees. And they said that takes about 20 to 27 minutes for that to actually get to that point. Um, and, you know, they make sure to give you that information about um, checking the center of the pork uh, to do all a number of these recipes. They are suggesting to, you know, use a meat thermometer, which is one of the nice things that they handed out at the Minnesota Pork um, council. Yeah, they were, they were really nice. Anyway, last portion of that um, recipe is, you know, after you have that cooked for the 20, 27 minutes, you want to transfer that to the carving board. And in every case, and you never, when I was younger, I never really understood what they talked about. Letting the meat rest. You want the meat to rest. You want that meat to it because it is still in its to a certain degree in its cooking process. And it's just kind of winding down and cooling down and so on. But if you start to automatically cut into it, all those juices run out. And that's where you have a dry, in this case, a pork loin or tenderloin. And you don't want that. You want that moisture. You want uh, that to rest for a good, what, five minutes? to five minutes uh and then you know there's a certain way that you're supposed to cut it so that it just doesn't run directly out and they suggest cutting it diagonally um you know when, when you're ready to serve it so that's i mean that's just like i said one of the recipes are the many recipes that they had available or that was available at the uh minnesota pork council um so that yeah man i'm telling you all these different recipes it it literally is like eight to at least eight to ten recipes that were available um
the oh gosh, I, I tell you, there's not enough time for me to talk about all the other um, restaurants that were there, but I will mention. Um, I think I would not. I think I know that we were talking about, or I mentioned about ceviche, <laughs> and how this other restaurant. <laughs> um, they had, I guess, they, I wouldn't call it a rivalry, <laughs> because they were saying how much you know they're so much better than Ocean Air. Uh, yeah. Um, that was be- uh, Psycho Susie's, and <laughs> I loved. I I did like their their ceviche. I really did. I really liked their ceviche. Um, I think because Ocean Air, that is, they deal with seafood so much. Um, I think that's what caused them to be a step ahead. Um. At, <laughs> It, it really is, you know, Psycho Susie's. I love you guys. I really do. And one day I will hopefully talk about more you on the show. But I got to say, even though I loved your 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 ceviche, um, Ocean Air took this one. So my mother used to say my parents, not just my mother, my even my grand. I remember hearing my grandmother say it. And I'm just going to say it in the English way, not in the Belizean way. A fisherman will never say his fish smells bad. (laughs) So, of course, you know, Psycho Susie is going to think, hey, ours is better than anybody else's or, you know, Ocean Air's or whatnot. Um, They're they're going to promote theirs as much as possible. But uh, leave it to the actual spectators or those that were there for the food and wine. Um, you might find that they find the Ocean Air one was a little bit more to the liking of how ceviche should taste. Um it had a little bit of ocean air had a little bit of spice or something that was at the bottom. I think that probably added it was some type of pepper that added to it and made it taste that moved it way ahead of Psycho Susie. So Psycho Susie's keep up the good work. Keep doing that. Hey, I won't say improve on it, but come up with a, an idea that will help knock it out the box. Um, if next time. If you're going to be there at the food and wine, or if it's going to be on your menu, make sure that you add a little something, something to it. Just, I'm just saying. Uh, so, okay, enough about food and wine. Um, last night, some friends and I, we went out to dinner. Um, and I, it's not on the east side of St. Paul, but... I feel that I have to talk about it because it is in St. Paul itself. And the place that I'm referring to is called the Italian pie shop. And I don't know if any, if you've never been there, um, it's a, it's a quaint place. <laughs> Last night was really enjoyable because we actually had an organist that was playing and 
he was an older gentleman, but he knew his stuff. He knew uh, these songs, and I actually felt like I was on a television show <laughs> because I, I can't uh, an older television show. Uh, the old price is right. <laughs> um, you know, old Hollywood squares. <laughs> I'm, I'm dating myself and I'm being joking right now. But the address uh, to the Italian pie shop, well, it's the Italian pie shop and winery. Uh, they are located at 1670 Grand Avenue and that's in St. Paul. Um, they offer dine-in, carry-out, as well as delivery. Um, their hours, Monday through Saturday, are 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Sunday, from noon to 10 p.m. Um, and they do deliver. They do deliver. So, well, what was that? Uh, they do deliver. And, you know, if you want to go to their website and check out, you know, the delivery fees and so forth, and, you know, that's on there. Uh, and to do that, just go to www.italianpieshop. And shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, just in case. I want to send you around in a loop somewhere. Um, but, gosh, I had my, my, we were just feeling, I guess we were feeling for, they were feeling for Italian and I, like okay i could have italian um i had they had a there was a dish on there um that was a baked penne uh and you could have it with um uh, gosh um meatball meatball um meatball was delicious uh and gosh the the it's cooked there's nothing like it, it being coming straight from out of the oven um and that heat and the cheese melting uh on the pasta and the sauce that they use the sauce was very good sauce was very good um very good price i think if i recall correctly and i'm uh, right now i'm looking on the menu itself i'm like literally i see that nothing is over ten dollars Nothing on this menu is over ten dollars. So I was very, very I was very pleased about that. Um I had a Caesar salad which was really great. And I and okay, I take that back. The dishes themselves. The pizzas on the other hand, um nothing's over twenty. But that's if you're getting really large pieces of pizza. You know, I think the most expensive one that I'm seeing on here is what, a large um stuffed cheese pizza is $17 um, and then of course you know the, the additional ingredients and whatnot. those are going to be additional charge so okay um, it, it can add up but you know initially if you're going there and you're hey you're taking your family out and you want to introduce them to someplace new like about $20 for a pizza and they have so many different um, items available. Um, sandwiches and dips. <laughs> the hot dago. Italian sausage links between Italian bread with uh, uh, their own homemade spaghetti sauce. That's $8. <laughs> A meatball sandwich. 
uh, another eight dollars um, on open-faced meatball sandwich smothered with uh, homemade spaghetti sauce on Italian bread. Um, they even have a veggie sandwich too. The veggie sandwich again is eight dollars, and that uh, has green up green peppers, onions, olives, fresh mushrooms, tomatoes, lettuce, Swiss cheese, and of course their special dressings. Um, and then it's they said that it's baked in a fresh pizza crust and served with a creamy dressing. So I mean, again, as mentioned, you know. If you're in the mood for really great Italian food, um, they are located within uh, St. Paul. Uh, whoops, I don't want to call them. <laughs> we just want to talk about them right now. We just want to talk about them. Um, again, you, you don't miss out on this place. It, you know they are. They have three locations. Um, and that, that one that I mentioned was, again, St. Paul. Uh, where is the other one? The other one is located in Egan. And then the last one is located in New Hope. And it's a quaint place. Very quaint place. You want uh, to... I don't think that they take reservations or anything. But, you know, I, you could go there and still enjoy, you know, a really great eating experience once again they're located at 1670 grand avenue um, if you want to contact them call ahead and maybe order um, a dish definitely check out their website but their uh, which is italian remember that shop is spelled s-h-o-p-p-e um, their telephone number uh, again if you want to call ahead and place your order it's 651 221 0093 um gosh we're almost at the end top of the hour here and and next week i look forward to having maybe another special guest uh, a new guest within uh visiting us at the ambuji foodie i'll tell you more information about that throughout the week so um i know we're coming to the end of the show and as always um i want to thank you my listeners out there for the Umbuji foodie thank you so much for your support thank you for supporting your uh your local community uh radio station which is weqy 104.7 lp um i they appreciate your your you as a listening audience and hey get involved and um show some support um not only to hear me the ambuji foodie but also to the other show hosts that are on weqy and doing their utmost to bring you information about um things within the community or social issues and and whatnot but myself again would like to thank you for today for taking this time out on this wonderful saturday uh thankfully it's not snowing yes um until next time as always, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what kind of food you to be, because really, it is all about the food. <laughs>